0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Monday morning. The Las Vegas Raiders had the easiest remaining schedule left in the AFC, but there was nothing easy about last night. In fact, it was a tough pill to swallow. Mahomes' magic rears its head again. A 22-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, 28 seconds to go, and the Chiefs' exact revenge on the Raiders, who had handed them their only loss, Of the season, and it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Huge NFL issues. Our front office insider Mike Tannenbaum to break it down in 30 minutes. Fellas, break down the weekend. Then we will break down an incredible Sunday in the NFL and some very eyebrow-raising things in college football on Saturday as well. I should mention this morning we are here at our ESPN campus in Bristol, Connecticut. How was the weekend?
2: Well, you let them off the hook. You had them. You had Michigan. You let him off the hook, Zubin? How did you do that, coach?
1: He is referencing my alma mater, Rutgers, who was looking for one of the biggest wins in school history over Michigan. Remember, Michigan is the all time major wins leader. Rutgers, arguably, Jay knows Jersey native, one of the worst programs in the history of college football.
0: It was a very Rutgers thing to do. I
2: became a Rutgers fan for about four. I will say four and quarters in a in two overtime. Do you know I was how torturous, a major Rucker fan
1: and how torturous was that? I've been doing it for forty two years. Okay, so that's how bad. <laughs> I was happened.
2: hoping and praying that they beat Michigan though. I was just I I just felt like hating on Michigan that day.
0: Just continue to dig the grave deeper for John Harbaugh.
2: Oh man, it, it was one of the and then I because on uh, College Game Day you had Desmond and them all pick Utah over USC, so I, it gave me extra motivation to pick Ruckers over over uh, Michigan. But my weekend was good. And we Man, should quickly
1: fine. mention, of course, Desmond, Heisman Trophy winner at Michigan. Michigan over Rutgers, 48-42 in triple overtime, and Rutgers may have lost the game, but I think Michigan found a quarterback in Cade McNamara. The Joe Milton era was nice while it lasted. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but go ahead, dig in. There was so much from this weekend, yeah. especially from a crazy NFL Sunday.
2: No, it was. It, it uh, You know, you got through college football, Jay, and you know free agency on Friday. Oh. It was big, all, seeing all the trades, and the, not the trades, but the The signings of a lot of free agent players going to different teams. My Lakers got rich again. Um, They've been rich. Rebuilding that roster was big. But then watching some football yesterday, pro football, obviously, and starting with last night's game, um, the Raiders much like Rutgers. They let them (laughs) off the hook. They had them. You know, it was two minutes left of that game when they scored that touchdown, and I said, you know what, they're going to lose this thing because the guy on the other side, Patrick Mahomes, has too much time left to go down and do exactly what he did, which was score, and the game was over. He left the Raiders no time to go back down and do what they did. And and you just – I don't know how they left Kelsey wide open in the uh. back of the end zone. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Somebody blew the coverage, obviously screwed things up, paying attention to Patrick Mahomes, and they wound up losing that game. It was a good one. Now, the Raiders are the only team, in my opinion, outside of maybe Pittsburgh, that I feel can give – Give the Chiefs a run for their money.
0: You don't give the Colts anything, even with that defense and the performance they had last night? Mm. I mean, their defense is elite, right? I question their defense. I mean, we also talked about who teams play against. But, I mean, if you catch Phillip Rivers on the right day, on a hot day, I mean, you have to give them somewhat of a chance. I,
2: yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to bite them yet, though. I'm not, I understand they beat the Packs. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to buy Phillip Rivers and the coach yet. Mm. Doesn't mean I won't come around to it in a couple weeks. But I don't think I don't think in terms of Kansas City, I think their best shot, anybody's best shot is probably the Raiders right now.
0: It's really funny. Yesterday watching two quarterbacks get the ball pretty late in the game with the Green Bay game, first off, I was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers just doing Aaron Rodgers stuff. I mean that what was that fifty yard pass that he threw, found a way to get the field goal, to tie the game. I thought they were gonna win the game. Colts found a way to win the game down the stretch. But then the other quarterback, and talking about the Raiders game last night, Patrick Mahomes. It was a couple weeks ago. I remember saying, like, everybody was talking about Russell Wilson. I'm like, all right, well, Pat Mahomes just seems like he is destined to get another MVP key. Two minutes left, catches the ball. I mean, now he has a 27-2 to TD to interception ratio. That's
2: stupid. That's insane. He, um, you know, he, he was always in the conversation. It's just that Russell Wilson started off so hot Mm. and he hadn't won an MVP, let alone got an MVP vote, a single vote. So that momentum made it feel as though if he stayed on track, he would have an opportunity to win it. But once he started to kind of settle down, tail down a little bit, had a turnover problem, Patrick Mahomes continued to ascend and continued to show why he was the MVP two years ago. And so as you look at it, he now has, in my opinion, stepped up as the number 1 guy. Russell Wilson's back in the conversation and tonight Tom Brady takes on the Rams. If Tom Brady goes out there and does Tom Brady type things, he pushes himself into the conversation even deeper.
1: I will say, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed this morning, who's the one team the Chiefs don't want to face in the playoffs? You sort of heard Key's answer. It's the Raiders. I'm kind of surprised Key didn't say the Steelers. More on that in a second. Be a part of the Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Key did say maybe the Raiders do have their number two tight games, one win, one loss. Jay said, Two picks for Patrick Mahomes. The only two picks for Patrick Mahomes both came courtesy the of the Las Vegas Raiders. So there's something there, but key, the Steelers are ten and zero. He the said
0: the Steelers are in the conversation. He said he I said, think it should Raiders be a clear runaway.
1: I think it should be a clear runaway for the Steelers. Ten and zero, undefeated, short week, a struggling Ravens tap on tap Thursday.
2: I think that if the Steelers and the Raiders are both there, but because I'm coming off the Raiders. Victory against the Chiefs and coming off a near victory against the Chiefs in the style in which they played makes me believe that they, they're they the ones that can give them a tough out. Now, but Pittsburgh, I, right. obviously being undefeated, Zoom in, there's no question about they're going to give them a run for their money. I mean, Claypool, Chase Claypool and Juju and Big Ben and just what the Steelers are doing. And they're catching the Ravens, like you said, on a, on a on a on a nasty loss to the Tennessee Titans in overtime and on a short week. Now, they have to... Think about going to Pittsburgh and playing the game's in Pittsburgh, right? Correct. Thanksgiving yes. night 33. They have to go to Pittsburgh and play against the Steelers team that's staying on track to have the number one seed. That's the that's the beauty of the way that the NFL has made this thing with this one uh bye for one team. That now you have the Chiefs with one loss and you have the Steelers with no losses, who's trying to continue to stay the course to the end of the year. So you're gonna have a They're going to have to play. So you're going to see a good game out of
1: this one. That's why that Chiefs win was so big last night, so they could stay within one game of Pittsburgh. But I just want to throw your old numbers back at you. I mean, I look at it this way, Key. You've always said – it's really tough to beat a team three times in a season. Both of these games could have gone either way. But the fact of the matter is the Steelers are 10-0 and and the Raiders are 6-4. and So I'm just a little surprised that you see them almost on equal footing, at least against the best team in football.
2: Well, because it, you're talking about a division, right? You're talking about two coaches that know each other with the with the Chiefs and the Raiders. You're talking about Carr knows that defense like Mahomes knows the Raiders' defense. It's a divisional opponent. They see each other. When you when you play against divisional opponents, it's just not me watching tape against you. I'm also watching the other team that I might be playing that's already played you. So I get an opportunity to see you so much, right? when when Think about it. The Chargers play the Chiefs. They're watching film, and the Raiders play the Chiefs. They're watching film of the Chargers, even though it's the Chiefs, but they're looking at the Chargers. They see what's going on. Or when the Chiefs play, the the, the 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 let's say the Chiefs playing Denver, the Raiders are playing Denver at some point. They're not necessarily watching the tape for the Raiders. They're watching it to scout Denver, but it shows up. So you get an opportunity to see so much of one another. This is an out of division, uh, out of division matchup we're talking about with the Steelers and the Chiefs. I'm talking about more in the division. I know you. I know your tendencies. I know the way you walk. I can tell. Mm. I know the way you smell. Mm. All of those sort of things.
0: All up in bing- I know the way you smell, huh? <laughs> I know the way you smell. You know smell. where I want to go with that comment. I'm going to <laughs> oh, leave it alone.
2: God. His in uh, here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> please uh, don't. I will say. Please I, don't. I, I will say. I, I, <laughs> I was.
0: What? I was going to say, though, I do look forward to Thursday when the Ravens play the Steelers yeah. because I wonder after that game, what else will Lamar Jackson say after that game? It seems like every game they lose, he said something that makes you wonder, What are we doing from a leadership perspective here,
1: Lamar? That's something we'll dig into later this morning because it has been a recurring thing. Last thing on Patrick Mahomes, this is just the greatness (laughs) of Mahomes. I know every sportscaster, all you sports owner guys, they come on and they say something about Patrick Mahomes. This is the best I can do to expand on his greatness, which is already pretty evident. Last night was his 40th regular season game. So he's played about two and a half seasons. 40 games is two and a half seasons. In those 40 regular season games, two AFC title trips, one Super Bowl, one MVP that's 40 regular season games. That shows his greatness. I don't know anything else that could top that 40 and all of that already in the bank.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel
1: that doesn't offer any Those comments, courtesy of WWL in New Orleans, the Taysom Hill era, however long it lasts under center, is off to a good start, 18 for 23, 233, nepotism in full effect, Key's nephew Michael Thomas back, nine catches, 104 yards, Key said he would go over the century mark, Sean Payton took a lot of grief for starting Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston, many thought Winston might start, especially after he came in in relief of Drew Brees. Just about eight days ago, played that second half. He pulls the trigger instead on Taysom Hill and said, look, we're not expecting perfection out of the gate, okay?
0: Listen, your first start ever in the NFL, um, You know, I think he called one formation, flipped around the wrong way. There was one motion, and then, yeah, all of that kind of calmed down, and and he got very comfortable with uh, the flow of the game and and, uh, did a good job. We did a good job up front, I thought, blocking
2: him. (laughs)
1: He, <laughs> you said, and you're laughing, this ain't about Jameis, this ain't about Taysom Hill. That's about the dude we just heard from, Sean Payton.
2: No, it really is about Sean. of laughing because Sean said that he called the formation the wrong way. I can only imagine, you know, when he looked at his wristband or however he's getting the plays in his helmet, and, and when he called it, the players was probably like, no, nah, I don't think we have that play in the playbook. <laughs> you know, because sometimes, you, you know, you hear things, they all run together, but he played great, right? I know that Sean took some a little bit of heat. I was shocked that Taysom Hill started. I was one of those guys, not necessarily from a heat standpoint, but was shocked that Jameis didn't get the nod, uh, Jay. I just felt like, oh, okay, Jameis is going to be the guy who's starting because they brought him in to, to be the guy it, in place of Breeze, especially when Breeze got hurt, they put him in. They didn't go to Taysom Hill a year ago. Breeze gets hurt. They go to Teddy Bridgewater. So I didn't really know the confident level that Sean would have mm. with Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback, but Look, he was Sean put a game plan together that allowed him to be efficient. He had zero touchdowns in the air. Guess what else he had? Zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that is key. If you could get that out your quarterback, you're going to win a lot of games. Short
0: passes. He punches the ball in the end zone. Serviceable key. It's interesting. Two different narratives here going different directions, right? Saints win yesterday. You're starting to look at how many games with Drew Brees missed. Maybe another two. Three can Taysom I don't Hill. No,
2: every day he gets more ribs. There's something wrong with his ribs.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But it feels so- like if Taysom Hill can carry that load, help them, right? And then the Jameis Winston part. I mean, a guy that's only thrown twenty passes gets a start over you. Hey, right? then wins. What's the narrative become about Jameis Winston? Well, moving it's, forward, it's- right? I mean, that's what Sean Payton is, and I, I know we hate to do this, but Sean Payton is an offensive guru, right? That's what he's supposed to do: make quarterbacks great. But now James Winston is on the sideline watching this team win games with a guy that's only thrown 20 career passes.
2: It, 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 with Sean, I think it's more
0: about fit and understanding like he's been around the team a longer
2: no, time. I No, I think it's more about, at this time, the opponent, too. Like, what he wanted to do from an offensive standpoint probably fit better with Taysom Hill against Atlanta than if he had Jameis Taysom Hill ran the ball. He did some st- he did Taysom Hill type things that they took advantage of with Atlanta's defense. Could he do the same things with Jameis? Hmm. So when he's game planning and he's sitting in the room with the coaches and they're coming up with the game plan, they're saying, "This is what works against Atlanta. Who's best to do this? Taysom Hill's best to do it. Okay, so let's let's allow him to do this he, because he can. If that was the case, though, wouldn't they use a mixed
0: up combination of both, like he you, just went solely with Taysom Hill because Taysom
2: Hill was cooking. Though I mean, he was doing everything right, so it was really no reason to mix it up. If they go with that game plan like they do with Drew Brees, where Brees is a starting quarterback, then all of a sudden Taysom Hill comes in, Drew Brees goes out of out of either out of the game or lines up at the receiver position. That's more of trick football opposed to here's our game plan. We gonna keep them, you know, unbalanced to a degree and not. Exactly, tell them what we're doing because if we bring Jameis in and out, they'll know. If we leave Taysom in, they won't know exactly what it is that we're trying to do.
0: I hear you on explaining the nuances and the intricacies of it, and I, I appreciate that. It just, I hate that for Jameis Winston at the end of the day because it, it I think he'll the be conversation, fine. I know, but I think the conversation turns into, a, is this an indictment on Jameis Winston?
2: No, it's not. And the reason it's not is because you have the head coach there vouching for him, the head coach. I I think a lot of people are looking at at this as a one-stop year for Jameis, and it's not. Jameis is going to be in New Orleans for a couple more years before he moves on to another team because his body of work is is in Tampa Bay, not at a new team in New Orleans. So the last thing you saw of him as a starting quarterback was in Tampa. He's got to do with – Teddy was there for two years. Yeah, yeah. Teddy wasn't there. Everybody thinks Teddy was there for five games. Teddy was there for two years. Then – those five games, they got to see what he was under Sean, and then they made a decision based on uh, him. Those five games plus Joe Brady was a coach with Sean Payton before mm. when before he was at LSU as the offensive coordinator. So everything kind of fit to a degree to make Teddy want, make them want to get Teddy to go to Carolina. Jameis will be fine. I wouldn't. I'm not worried about Jameis right now
1: couple things to add. This is really unusual because this is Taysom Hill. There wasn't one designed run call in the first half. He essentially said, if you're going to be my quarterback, you better step out and be my quarterback. You could also tell, I mean, Key, you're the expert, but even my eyes can say he does not throw a great deep ball. He underthrew a couple of passes <laughs> big time. I want to just quickly it mention this. It looked like
2: college football to me. He's <laughs> <It's> only <laughs> thrown 20 passes. It, looked like, it, it, <laughs> I it mean, looked
1: like college
2: football when I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy that they got the win, but I knew that my nephew was going to go over 100 yards. I just knew. I knew that they were going to force him the ball because Sean is saying, whatever you do, throw the ball to 13. Even if it's short stuff, I want 13 to get the football.
1: One more number. You said 13 in our final minute here. Um, real quick, uh, is there any other player in the NFL that is 30 years old and you have no idea who he is? Taysom Hill is thirty years old. Do you oh, you any there idea?
2: Any other player? That I mean, we, at the age of thirty, 30.
1: don't you think you kind of know who you are at that point? We have no idea to Jay's yeah. point. He's thrown so few passes. He's thirty. We have yeah, no idea he, who he
2: is. But I knew him at BYU. I mean, but it's a different. I didn't. So tell me who who was he at BYU? Same thing that you see now. That's what he was <laughs> same doing. Same exact player. Same exact player. Same thing. He was a tank, a truck. He stayed. He was injured often in college, but that's who he is.
1: Interesting. We'll see what happens at the age of 30 with the Reigns for the moment. By the way, the Saints free and clear by far one game up on everybody. They are the top seed right now in the NFC. Still to come, one team wishing they could have just one play back. That was on ESPN 1530. It's really a shame because I think most of you know Joe Burrow is out to a historic start. One of the best starts for a rookie quarterback in the modern era, at least throwing the ball. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including the front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's hear straight from Zach Taylor on some of the criticism after the game yesterday that Joe Burrow was done in by his offensive line, ramshackle.
4: You know, people keep talking about the offensive line without it seemingly watching the film from the last four weeks. And so, again, those guys have done a good job. It's been a revolving door of the players. They're doing a great job. Um, Joe's done a good job moving us down the field. And we felt like we were making a lot of progress um, over the last five weeks. And we're not going to apologize for any of that.
1: Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's head right to... Mr. Tannenbaum, or Mr. T, as uh, Mr. T, as Guy calls him. Good morning, Mike. All right, first things first. You heard what uh, Zach Taylor said about the offensive line. Can't blame the interior front. Many people are. Feels like the same thing happened to Carson Palmer about 15 years ago. He's going to join us at 9 a.m. Eastern. How much blame is on the line for the loss of Burrow?
5: Absolutely. This is all goes back to the Cincinnati Bengals organization guys. We've talked about this for months. It goes back to releasing Andy Dalton unnecessarily. In all the years, when you have a veteran quarterback who's smart and and experienced like Andy Dalton, hold on to him. No offseason program, no OTAs, no training camp. Put Joe Burrow in the best position to be successful for the next 10 years, not the first 10 games. And it's unfortunate that he got hurt. It's tragic. Joe Burrow has a great future, but this is a self-inflicted wound by the Cincinnati Bengal organization. They didn't need to do this and put him in harm's way. They could have brought him along slowly and I've worked with Zach Taylor. I like Zach Taylor. He's a good head coach and I disagree with him because their offensive line, when you look at the 32 teams, is way below average. So they may have been improving, but this is an unfortunate circumstance for him and Joe Burrow.
2: Mike, yesterday we watched the Saints take the Atlanta Falcons down and to the woodshed, I would say, and do something bad to them. What did you make of the decision to go with Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston?
5: Yeah, Key, I thought it was the only decision, considering that Taysom Hill had been there for a number of years. Jameis Winston had just gone there this offseason, and again, he was the third-string quarterback, so he probably had very few reps. I was really impressed by Taysom Hill. I thought he had good confidence, good poise. I thought he had good vision. Five different receivers caught passes. And, Key, you know when there's a great receiver, usually you're going to lock in just to somebody like a Keyshawn Johnson or Michael Thomas. But Taysom Hill distributed the ball. You know what's really remarkable? As productive as they were in offense, Alvin Kamara didn't have a catch. So if I'm sitting there and I'm Sean Payton, I know there's actually room to grow with Taysom Hill, which is really exciting. And how about this? The New Orleans Saints are 6-0 in the last two years without Drew Brees. Hmm. Mike, whose side are you on here?
0: Keyshawn says that the Eagles need to stay with Carson Wentz. I'm a huge believer they need to go with Jalen Hurts.
5: Whose side are you on? Yeah, Jay. Will, unfortunately, I'm with Key. Um, What's really remarkable about Carson Wentz when I watch him is he really lacks confidence. You know, that pick six, the reason that happened, guys, is he didn't trust his eyes or his progression. He had uh, a receiver down the seam wide open earlier in the play. And for a guy that's been as successful as he's been – He's not playing with any confidence. He's 29th in the NFL in completion percentage, which is remarkable for somebody of his ability. So I think right now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Eagles are in first place in the NFC East. I think you stay with him, but, boy, I think that leash gets shorter and shorter each week. Is it just
0: because of the money, Mike? Is it just because of the the, the contract?
5: I don't think so, Jay. will I think this is a guy that's played at a really high level in the NFL. I think Jalen Hurts is an intriguing player, but we just got done talking about Joe Burrow. Bring Hurts along slowly. You know, there is no rush. And when, when he plays well, he, he gives you the best chance to win. If I was them, I would be doing a complete autopsy of how did we get here? Is it the offensive line injuries? Is it the skill players? Did we make a mistake? We could have drafted Justin Jefferson, who's doing great in Minnesota. We took Jalen Rieger. So how did we get here? And I would put my efforts and energy into solving that if I was the Eagles.
2: Mike, you talk about rush. You're talking about this with these quarterbacks. Your old team, the Miami Dolphins, seem to have rushed Tua to get out on the field. Now, he's been playing great. He didn't play so great yesterday. He was benched. What do you make of that, although it was late in the game?
5: Yeah, and I think context here is important. You know, they've won five in a row. And I think one of the things that's been impressive about Coach Flores is the standard is the standard, right? They signed Jordan Howard to a big contract. In the off season, that didn't work out, and they moved on from him. And I think the message they sent yesterday was: "Look, Tua, you've played well—not great, but you've played well. You deserve to start." He wasn't playing well yesterday. I think the rush impacted him. And in fairness, Vic Fangio know, knows how to rush the passer, so that Bronco pass rush, even without Von Miller, has been productive. And I think he said, "You know what? In this two-minute drill, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been magical in the past. He may give us the best chance." and I know that may hurt to his confidence short term, but it sends the right message to the team, which is, I'm going to treat everybody the same, everyone consistently, and he pulled them. And it's interesting, going back to Jay Will's point, which is, you look at Doug Peterson, he did do that for Carson Wentz, and we'll see you know, which team is better for it long term.
1: And true to form, Fitz nearly rallied them to the win turning into Fitz magic nearly one more time. But Denver comes up with a big win. Justin Simmons, huge defensive play there in the waning moments. In our waning moments with Mike, last thing for you, another disappointing loss for Baltimore. They've dropped three of four short week. They got the undefeated Steelers on Thursday. Lamar Jackson, after the game, that devastating OT loss to Tennessee, the reason they lost the game, Lamar thinks, is pretty simple. Oh, um, You know, we just had two losses in a row. Games we, you know, we should have won. Uh, we had the hiccups in the game,
2: but we still got to keep fighting through it. You know, that team, it looked like that team wanted it more than us. You know, they, they was playing physical.
4: Uh, when we went up, I feel like, you know, we just took our foot out the gas, but we just got to keep it going.
1: Mike, that team wanted it more than us. Less than a year ago, this guy was the second unanimous MVP in NFL history. Now, as Lamar himself said, lost two in a row, lost three of four. What's your reaction to his comments? The other side wanted it more than we did.
5: Yeah, Zubin, I was a little disappointed by that. And Lamar Jackson is going to be a great player for a long time. I think he's just young and immature in terms of dealing with the media and what to say. I think it comes down to four players when he talks about lack of physicality. Two on the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley and Marshall Yondo, who retired. And two on the defensive line, Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell. You take four really big physical players off of either side of the line scrimmage. To me, that was the difference in the game. Tennessee was able to control the line of scrimmage. They eventually wore down Baltimore. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, i got to be a little bit more careful because you're really talking to your teammates, and they played hard. They just came up a little bit short yesterday, and they have to clean up some things because right now, remarkably, if the season ended today, they would not be in the playoffs. So, massive game this week you have to have a short memory you have to move on and you have to support your teammates
1: there is no question about that that's a stunning stat that mike said right now they would be on the outside looking in in fact the raiders would have that coveted seventh spot sitting at a six and four record but the ravens and the dolphins both at six and four would be on the outside looking in they wore down the ravens but i think it's fair to say as we found out yesterday there's no wearing down derrick henry he just gets better as the game goes on what a beast mike thanks for joining us this morning
5: thanks mike all right, Mr. Z, good to good to be with you as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, B.A. Baracus joining us this morning. You have to be old enough to get that one on the Shell Penzoil performance sign. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's run this down with Lamar. This has been a big thing. This isn't just yesterday's comments. Remember the divisional game? This was the rematch against mm-hmm. the Titans yesterday. In the divisional game, Lamar came out and said last year, when the Ravens were a 14-2 team, had won 12 games in a row, they were the number one seed. Tennessee rolls in there. And what does Lamar say after the game? Lamar says... We were just not prepared for them. We didn't actually think they were going to be that good. We took them a little lightly, which is amazing to say. Then a few weeks ago, he tells Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show, you know, I'm going to the line and other guys know our plays. And then they lose to the Pats on Sunday Night Football. And he goes, man, we're ticked off. We just lost to the Pats. And then yesterday. And he blamed the weather. And he blamed the weather. A tough one, right? And then yesterday, you just heard it. They wanted it more than us. Key. This guy's up for a huge extension, much like other guys are. He is the unanimous MVP less than a year ago. He's a great quarterback. But what do you make of all of these? You said it last week, so I'm going to use the word excuses that he's making.
2: Well, I think when you when you look at it, you know, much like Mike Tannenbaum just said, you're young and you really don't know how to handle certain situations with the media. Um, he's not the most talkative guy. Around, let's be honest. Now, he's not like you see Lamar just out there. Especially last year, his spokesperson was his running back. I mean, so when you when you look at it, it's it's a hard thing for me to assess him at the quarterback spot and say, well, okay, these other quarterbacks that are getting these big, huge extensions at the quarterback spot. Not not what he's saying. I don't care about what he says the excuse part of it, I'm talking about his playing ability. Mm-hmm. Do I want to extend a hundred million million to a quarterback with this style of play without the necessary weapons around him if I'm the general manager? Do I want to wait and see? Zubin, do I want to give it a, a year more? Do I want to take it all the way down? Do I want to just see what it is and run it back next year and add some more pieces to the offense so I can see what his development is going to be like before I just step out there and just pay him like Carson Wentz? Uh, is, 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 is he worth that type of dollar figure? I understand he won an MVP a year ago. I get all of that. But is this all we're going to get? Is we're going to get second round playoff, uh, uh, struggling to find out if we can even get to the playoff? Zero playoff wins? Right I don't now? care about that because he's young. Okay. There's a lot, a lot of quarterbacks or young, and they play in a couple years. I understand it's a, it's a sexy topic to say, well, he hasn't won any games in the playoffs. This dude's only been in the league three years. Now, if we were saying this six, six or seven years from now, he hadn't won any games in the playoffs, now we got an issue. I'm willing to give him a pass on that. But is he the quarterback that's going to ultimately help me win a Super Bowl? Is he that type of guy? Let's go through it,
0: Key, real quick. All right, who would you rather have, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? That's easy. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. That seems easy. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, easy. Ben Roethlisberger. Tell me when you say no. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. I would rather have Lamar than Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. One hundred percent. All right. But you're starting to get you're starting to get to that seven, eight, nine range. Is that is that worth the money? That caliber of money. That's I what need, I'm talking I need about. To
2: see him with. I need to see him with some other weapons though. I, that's kind of what I I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see.
0: I and no, I, I understand it's his third year, but this is where I really want him to start spending some time with Marshawn Lynch. Just stop saying anything at the <laughs> post-game presser. Just say no comment because what happens, key, is the numbers start to speak for themselves yeah. and you're having these conversations, but then that's just you're adding fuel to the fire. Right? Like you don't need to give reasons why you lost to say we weren't good enough today because I feel like that alienates him from teammates.
2: No, it doesn't because they all know who he is. They know his personality. We are Zubin in the media. The, the, <laughs> the media types, they don't really know his personality. So the first thing, as soon as he says something, it sounds worse than what it really is because as a teammate – Already know who LJ is. I'm well, like, but when did I, I, get, him? I get who he is. So but wouldn't
0: that become annoying to some degree? No, nah, not really. If it keeps happening. Well, because you know him, though. I know Jay, you key, know you around but, but him every key, day. You know key, him. You made marginal quarterbacks look way better than what they are, right? Uh, I mean, so I did well, my job. well, yeah. Uh, you're, you're Keyshawn Johnson. I get it, but is doesn't it come down to a point where you need a quarterback to make? marginal players look better than what they are if you're going to pay them high, high-end
2: money? You would, you, would, you would want your quarterback to be able to throw the ball to whoever's out there and for them people, whoever's out there, to be able to catch it. The problem that I have is they don't really – I mean, Hollywood Brown is a second, third receiver. He's not a one. He's not the, He shouldn't be the long ranger on the team. Willie Steed is a three, four. He shouldn't be your two. Lamar's favorite targets are the tied ends. I don't want my quarterback target to be a favorite target to be the tight end. I need him I to get pieces. the football to the receivers.
0: I just feel like whenever I watch Lamar play, he is the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Like he's a guy that's gonna get you a lot of stats, crazy athletic, gonna do things. But at the end of the day, like Russell Westbrook needs to make shots in order to help you win a championship. I need Lamar Jackson to be. Make marginal wide well, receivers be, better.
2: He needs to be more consistent with delivering of the football. But I also believe that they need to go out there and get them a Justin Jefferson, a young gun that can grow with Lamar. And they did it with Hollywood Brown, but that's they need another guy. Hollywood Brown's he's a second or third guy. They need an alpha dog. They got to just have a big. They need, they need to go get a big. So you would still pay him? I need Even to see, you, I need you, to see him. I need to see what he is with some with some stuff around. But well, let me ask: you, if he didn't get stuff around, him, no, I can't give him a nick. You can't give him that. No, I can't give him a nickel. because they give him way more now, money to the defensive side of the
0: ball than the offensive now, side of the ball. Not
2: for my quarterback. I can't give him two hundred million dollars. I can't do it as a general manager if it's me. I love him. It's cool to watch, but I only can go so far with him. I only can go so far with the running around and the you know looking exciting, and I can only go so far with that.
1: Amazing. Think about it. Unanimous MVP. Only Tom Brady has done it. And the fact that certain guys like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who we'll talk about in a minute, easily get $100 million deals. He not willing to go there to the max from Lamar Jackson, because he thinks in some ways, not that he's maxed out, but some ways it may not be what we thought it was. Keyshawn J. Will been presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: No, so it's everything I thought it was. It's everything I thought it was. He had a
1: lower ceiling than most. He needs
2: help to learn how to throw the football and and deliver it to the receivers. It's everything I thought it was.
0: That's fair enough. That's crazy, though. We're saying that about the formal MVP, that he needs help on learning how to deliver the football. Doesn't that just sound? But
2: he's a former MVP, man. I know the way he he did it. The way he did it. He dominated at that level, especially when you look at a quarterback going over 1,000 yards. That's like unheard of. Nobody does that at the quarterback But when I hear
0: you say that, I then can't. Go from that comment to putting him in the same categories, the upper echelon of the NFL that got paid that type of money.
2: Different type of quarterbacks. The whole point is can you win a championship with that style? And I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens can win with that style unless they go get him an alpha dog. That's fair enough. That's fair
1: enough because you said Hollywood Brown is a two. And if you watch Justin Jefferson again yesterday, even in a loss, he is proving himself as a strong number one. Again, Keyshawn J. have been presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explorer. Quoting by all online at Progressive.com. Jay mentioned Marshawn Lynch. I'm not here to get fined. I'm just here to do A to Z. <laughs> I'll keep it on the straight and narrow. A to Z brought to you by Redbox. Jay's got the music back in effect. Hey. Redbox says new movies at the box streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged starring Russell Crowe. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch this it's a big story. The biggest story in college football this weekend was a game that wasn't played. What else is new? 18 cancellations or postponements. Clemson, Florida State set to go, but Clemson had an offensive lineman that tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. Clemson took nine buses to the game for social distancing. Nine buses to keep guys apart. Dabo Sweeney said, we followed all the protocols. Florida State said, we don't want to play the game. Dabo essentially said, you don't want to play the game because you don't want to play us, and you're using coronavirus (laughs) as an excuse. (laughs) Shots fired. Dabo not backing down. In fact, expanding upon that point.
4: This game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. And to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with their players. I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. And same with the coaches. To me, the Florida State Administration forfeited the game. And if they want to play Clemson, in
2: my opinion, they need to come to Clemson or they need to pay for all expenses. Other than that, there's no reason for us to play them. We were there, we were ready, and we met
4: the standards.
1: Okay, last thing I want to mention, Jay, before you dig in here, Florida State did say with regards to equal time, we are willing to play the game in December, just not Saturday because of the testing. But we are not scared. We're not cowards. We will play the game if possible in December. Your thoughts on Dabo's thoughts.
2: Take it away, Jay. COVID. (laughs) Uh,
0: So what if COVID was an excuse? It's a valid excuse. This is what makes Dabo so unlikable, in my opinion. Like, first off, if you're going to complain about expenses for $300,000, then take it out of your $9.8 million salary, Dabo. Mm. Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Of course, you wanted to play a game. You bust nine buses down there. You want to get everybody down there to play a game. But it didn't work out that way. Move forward. Why do you have to make comments publicly about it? It, it just it – conti- he said so many things, man, that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I understand that he's going to be the face of college football. He is the face of college football. This continues well, to be not a good look. That, I, I, he's one, to say with that. one of the faces of college football. This just continues to be a bad look, man, when he opens his mouth.
1: Fair enough. Remember, over the summer, he opened his mouth against some of the Black Lives Matter. He had to yeah. take back those words. Now, I assume at some point, he may want to be a little bit more contrite with what he said here. To the NBA, to the fellas, Keys team, the Lakers, yeah. Jay sport the NBA. The Lakers huh. are finalizing a two-year deal with Mark Gasol. I'm going to trade away JaVale McGee in a future second-round pick to clear some room. So now... Jay, they have added Dennis Schroder, Montrez Harrell, Wesley Matthews. What? They've lost Rajan Rondo, Dwight Howard, and Danny Green. What do you think of the moves the Lakers have made? The
0: Rondo loss may hurt them a little bit, from just from an orchestrating perspective. But I mean, what a huge upgrade! We got into this argument. People that didn't have Rob Palenka as the executive of the year, they needed to stop.
2: You do understand this is his second tenure with the Lakers. Oh yeah, sure. Old. Not, not his brother. You know, he was originally drafted by he was the Lakers. drafted by the Lakers, right. and yeah. they got him for Paul Gasol. but, yeah, but exactly. Paul was okay with the Lakers. As yeah, I we recall. cool. But I'm saying <laughs> this, is, this is Mark's second, turnaround around with us. I, you know, take it away, Jay.
0: By the way, you, you know. got two six <laughs> men of the year. You got um, Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder.
2: Like it, that's an I upgrade. Haven't, I haven't even got fitted for my championship ring from this season, man. It's <laughs> and then we've already started, you know, <laughs> sizing for the next year.
1: <laughs> I want to ask you this. This is amazing to me, and maybe this is just life uh, these days. These guys. Listen to this. Over the weekend, Donovan Mitchell, big deal, right? Yeah. To stay with the Jazz. Yeah.
2: Supermax, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Gordon Hayward goes to the Hornets. A little surprising, right? $120 million.
2: See, y'all
0: complain about Mike spending money. That's what y'all get. Boston messed up, man. Shit did a sign and trade with Indiana.
1: Interesting. So he leaves Boston. Mike, of course, Jordan, the owner of the Hornets. De'Aaron Fox and Jason Tatum at one ninety-five. Those four guys, Mitchell, Hayward, Fox, Tatum, you guys were born in the wrong era. Total, just for those four guys mm-hmm. over the weekend. Six hundred forty-one million dollars. Wow. Six hundred forty-one million dollars for those four guys.
2: Yeah. See, I wasn't born in the wrong era. I just played the wrong sport. <laughs> you know who hasn't been paid yet, Zubin? Tell Bam me. Damn out of bio. You know who else hasn't I been am... paid yet? Ball, and he came out with them, huh? Lonzo. Came, yeah, I don't yeah. think Lonzo's going to get that. No, but I'm like. saying, but to come to think of it, he was the second pick in the draft, though. Yeah. Those dudes went all behind him.
0: Yeah. Well, Carl Fultz was first, though. Oh, yeah, Marco Folks was first. That's but here, right. here's the thing that's interesting about BAM. You ready? BAM's agent mm-hmm. is the same agent for Giannis.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Miami Connection.
0: So there are three teams that are trying to move around cap space right now, Key, between Miami the Mavs in Toronto to try to sell Giannis on it. So that's interesting. Pay attention to that.
1: What in the world to do with Wentz? We'll discuss it next.
5: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.